Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Attention, all Calling All Cars listeners. Next week, Calling All Cars will not be heard on Tuesday night, but on Thursday night at 8.30. And on every Thursday night, they're up. Calling all cars. The copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Los Angeles Police calling all cars. Attention all cars. Broadcast 230 at Pier A in San Pedro. Investigate the trouble. Call an ambulance if needed. That's all. Rolls and clips. tempered with merciless trials, such as the trial by fire. On occasion, a defendant was required to hold his hand in a blazing fire, and if he made no outcry and wasn't burned, he was free. Well, friends, the amazing new Leo Lube motor oil I've been telling you about is being put to that identical test every hour of the day by an ever-growing army of motorists, and it always emerges with a clean bill of health to be justly acclaimed as the finest, toughest, smoothest motor oil sold in the West. I've tried real lube, Dr. Lindsley, and believe that it's a fact, but what's the reason? Well, the reason, Mr. Merrill, is as important as it's simple. Real lube is forced to run the gamut of an exceptional refining process that definitely kills off and completely removes sludge, carbon-forming elements, and other foreign metals. Moreover, this great 100% keratin-based oil is thoroughly de-waxed and de-jellied. That's what gives real lube such Herculean film strength. That's why real lube can't break down under the intense heat of any speed, no matter how fast you drive. That's why 150 railroads, eight major airlines, and motorists of 45 nations of the world use this same type of oil. Friends, when you turn into the red and white Rio Grande station in your neighborhood for your Rio Grande cracked gasoline, give your motor another good turn by getting a refill of real lube. One trial will convince you, too. It's the finest motor oil sold in the West. We are honored tonight to have with us Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department. Chief Davis. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The constantly increasing problems of law enforcement are each year, making it more essential that the public indicate in a very direct manner its interest in law enforcement and its desire to cooperate in efforts to combat crime. No police department can be developed to a point 
where it will be able to operate without the wholehearted cooperation of those who are concerned about the best interests of their community. The attitude that law enforcement is a problem solely for those who are professionally engaged in police work must be replaced by the realization that the individual citizen has as real a place in law enforcement as has the officer. The public should indicate its unquestioned support in movements to apprehend and prosecute those who violate the law. We shall not deal in tonight's story with the efforts made to prevent justice from being done to criminal involved, but those efforts are a matter of record. It is sufficient that justice was obstructed. I shall be with you again at the end of the program. The hands of the ship's chronometer crept toward midnight aboard the city of Los Angeles as four seamen made their way down the gangplank and toward a taxicab standing on the pier. Who wants to stay on board a ship on a night like this? This is the sort of night when a fellow needs a girl, a bottle of wine, a place on the beach. Uh-uh, he's loose again. Yeah, he gets that way every time the moon's full. <laughs> Come on, let's grab a taxi and see what we can find to do. Oh, you fellas have to do something. Can't you ever just take things easy? Do you always have to be doing something? Sure we do. Come on, let's go find a place where we can get a drink. Okay. Hey, driver. The driver. Look, uh, the driver, we're after a drink. Uh, know where we can get some good liquor? Sure. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go then. Looking for anything besides liquor. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, don't kid me. You know what I mean. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. Let's go. Me too. Oh, 
just the sailor. Oh, please go away. I'm not going to hurt you. No, I, I don't believe you would. Of course I wouldn't. You're not like the others. No. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm glad. How old are you? Seventeen. What is it? brought you here. Oh, please, please don't ask me anymore. Just, just go. But why? But he'll kill you. I know he will. Who will? Jack, that, that man out there, the one who serves the thing. <laughs> he'll kill you. <laughs> he won't do anything to me. Forget him. Tell me about yourself. Well, I, I don't know why I should, but well, somehow I trust you. You seem different from the other man. How different? Well, I, I can't explain it, but when you came through that door and and just stood there like you are now and looked at me, well, everything seemed different. Brighter, maybe. Like... Like what? Like all this was just sort of a dream. It is. I know. I only wish it were a dream. How long have you been here? In this place? Yes. A week. How long have you been with that fellow, Clark? Four months. Uh, where's your home? In Arizona. Uh-huh. I met Jack there. I, I was working. He made love to me. I liked him then. I thought I loved him. We were going to get married. Then he had to leave Arizona and come back here to California. He said he had a job for me, so... I came here to see him and to work. Then he told me he was broke. But he didn't have a job for me. If I didn't want to starve, I'd have to live here. I've got to get you out of here. Oh, no, you you mustn't try anything like that. You'll kill you, I know. I'll get you out of here if it's the last thing I do. Look, here's a little roll. I bought from a flower girl tonight in a place where we were drinking. You take it. Keep it. It's a place that I will come back. That I will take you away from here. But, but what's the matter? Haven't you heard what I was saying? What is it? In that door behind you. It's Clark. Yeah. It's Clark. Indian Jack Sailor. What are you doing in this room? Keep away from me. Yeah, sure I will. As soon as I'm through. Oh, don't, Jack. Please. Keep quiet. Put that knife down. Please, please don't hurt him, Jack. He wasn't doing anything. We were just talking. Yeah, I heard you. You gave the little girl a pretty posy to remind her that you'd be back to take her away from all this, did you? So here's what you would take, what you would say. And Get out of here, all of you. Yeah, yeah. Put your drunkard bums out of here. Jump in some place and forget this address. Get going. How much? Three bucks. Here. Silver. What's wrong? Get a doctor. I've been stabbed. Stabbed?
dark in the house on the 251st Street. The man and the girl have been joined by a third figure. And what's the idea of the hurry call, Clark? Oh, shut up and help me get this stuff into the car. What's eating here? What's the hurry? I've got to get out of here. We had some trouble in here a while ago. A bunch of guys started a fight and I had to throw them out. That's a lie. You know what it is. Huh? You started that fight. You cut that boy with that knife lying there on the table. Yeah, trap shutter. I'll shut it for you. I'm not afraid of you. You won't do anything to me now. Oh, is that so? Huh. Holder and an iron witch. Oh, you sure wallop, huh? Get up on that dang lip. I'm going to let her have what I gave that sailor. She don't lay off the gag. Take it easy, Jack. The hang guys for that kind of stuff around here. Yeah. Well, I ain't gonna stretch. You better get out of sight if you bump somebody off. Who says I bumped anybody? Well, I thought you did. Well, don't go jumping at conclusions, see? I just had a fight with a mug, that's all. Okay, okay, forget it. What's your phone for me, phone? You gotta get me out of here till this blows over. I ain't got no place to take you. You can put me up at your place. Not for that. I'll let you stay there tonight. To do after that is your affair. I ain't gonna get mixed in any more of your deal. You're in this one, ain't you? Yeah. But when you leave here tonight... I'm finished. Yellow. Uh, Call it what you want to, pal. But I'm through with your record. Yeah? Okay, fella. You get me over to L.A. and I don't give a rap what you do. Meanwhile, responding to an ambulance follow-up call, officers found Cicero De Silva dying in Seaside Hospital. In spite of the frantic efforts of the surgeons, the young sailor died. His companions of the evening were taken to headquarters, questioned by Detective Lieutenant Farrell and Pruitt, loaded in the car, and taken to search for the taxi driver. See anybody hanging around those cabs that looks like the guy you, that drove you out? Uh, not so, sir. Well, keep looking. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is it? Here's the guy. Right over there. One standing with that sedan? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, we'll whip around there and talk to him. Brakes on these wrecks. Mm, me too. Hey, you. Come here, will you? Sure. What's on your mind? Hiya, boys. Hello, guy. I want you to show us where you took these fellows last night. What's the idea? We're police officers. We want to look that place over. And we want to talk to you. Now, wait a minute. I don't know nothing about that place. Well, you know enough about it to take these boys out there. Yeah, that's all I did to. Did you see a fight out there last night? No, I never saw no fight. But Clark says something about a bunch of bums. Next thing I know, he's telling me to dump these boys someplace and forget the address. Oh, so he told you to dump them out, did he? Sure. I brought them back to the ship. Uh, where's Clark now? I don't know. Maybe my boss says he was out there after I left. Where's he? Let me join right over there, getting a cup of coffee. Call him over here. Okay. Hey, boss. Boss. Come out here a minute. Some fellas want to talk to you. Be out in a minute. Didn't know you boys made a rest for bootlegging. Bootlegging? Sure. That's all that boy Clark does. With him bootlegging. Yeah, that's what you think. What's in your mind, Gary? Well, these fellas are cops, boss. Want some dope on Clark. Huh? What do you want to know about him? Where is he? I don't know. Oh, don't have it that stuff. I'm telling you the truth. Now, look. Two of our men, Griffin and Thomas, have been out to that place on 251st Street. We know he's not there. Who told you the address? The boy who got stabbed out there. He told the doctor just before he died. Now, look here. I don't want to get mixed up in anything. I don't know where Clark is now. I took him to my place last night, and he slept there. Me and the girl sat around in the kitchen all night. Or rather, what was left of it when we got home. Where'd Clark go this morning? Well, we started back to San Pedro. My car broke down. 
Clark went over to a filling station and made a deal with a Jap vegetable man to bring him and the girl back here. Had something about seeing a fellow over on West Pins. Clark claimed this fellow had a gun that belonged to him. Know who the fellow was? And it's like his name was Luigi or something like that. Oh, I know that fellow, Bob. Yeah. Runs the taxi business over there. Yeah, that's the one. Clark said he could get this guy to take him to Los Angeles. All right, we'll have a talk with him. Meantime, if this bird shows up, keep your mouth shut and call us, will you? Sure, glad to. Pruitt and Carroll interview Luigi and obtain the information that Clark has rented a home in Culver City. Carl, you come in here with me. We'll take the front door. The rest of you boys can cover the back of the place. This lug takes the powder on us. We'll let him have it. He's tough. What's up tonight, though? Okay, let's get going. Clark among them had been showing signs of mutiny. 
To avoid trouble, a dozen of the most desperate had been transferred to Tank 12. On the morning of March 16th, a new turnkey reported for duty in the jail. Any signs of trouble from that bunch in Tank 12? No, not today. Had a little scuffle with them yesterday, but they quieted down. About time to feed them, isn't it? Yeah, just about. You better watch those babies. They just as soon kick your face in as to look at you. So I heard. Well, I'm used to handling tough ones. I can take care of them. Maybe so. There's an order against going in that tank alone. I wouldn't take any chances if I were you. Okay, I'll watch Okay, I'll be seeing you. I think I'll give the boys their breakfast. All right. It's on the truck in the hall. Uh, watch out for that scaffolding down at the end of the corridor. It's loose. When are they going to get this place finished? I don't know. Another month, maybe. Well... I'll be seeing you. So long. Oh, uh, the key to the master locks on a ring in the desk there. All right. You better keep it in your pocket. It unlocks the main lock that automatically unlocks all the cell doors. You better get the food in there before you unlock them. I'll be sure of Don't worry. Okay. So long. I'll be seeing you. Come and get it, or I'll throw it out. You want to take him now? Yes. Now, listen, just got his hands. I'll gag him. Why don't you get his keys? Okay. When you get outside, we'll lock him in. Get down to the next floor and out on that ledge that runs down the outside of the building. It's only a little way to the fire station there. You can get to the ground and still be inside the building. I'll try to run into another guard. And then careful. Hold him hey, up. do you want this stuff or not? Come on! Get your head on, will you? What's Come on, Don't get me in their back pocket. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Get his hands, Ed. Get off my face. Pipe down. Take that in, Joe. Come on, open your mouth. Gonna put a bit in there, you lug. That's it. Nice work, boys. Got the keys, Clark? Yeah, let's scram. Better fix our boys right up before we go. Here, you get up. This will hold you for a while. <laughs> Come on, you first. Come on, let's go. Come on. Before the last man had disappeared down the street, the escape was discovered. Officials immediately set in motion one of the county's most gigantic manhunts. By night, all three of the fugitives were back in jail. Within a week, two more were caught. But Indian Jack Lark, the killer of Cicero de Silva, had disappeared. Spring passed into summer, summer into winter, but the killer still eluded police. In the little city of Minot in North Dakota, the feathery flakes of snow were falling fast as the December day weakened and died. Before a fire in a cozy cottage, a man and woman are talking. I tell you I'm not crazy, Rosalie. I saw him do it. Oh, Bob, you're just jealous. You've been trying to cause trouble ever since I married Ed Miller. Well, I'm not going to stand for it any longer. When Ed comes home tonight, I'm going to tell him what you've told him. All right, Kelly. I know I'm right, and I'm going to talk to the police about it. Oh. Why do you want to do this to me? I love you, Rosalie. I've loved you ever since we were kids in school together. I thought I had a chance once. I did have two, didn't I? Oh, I don't know. Yes, you do know. You told me so lots of times before... before this fellow Miller came along. I'd even thought that someday, maybe... Well, I thought... Everybody thought... Oh, what's the use? Yes, sir. What's the use? Look at me, Rosa. Oh, please. Please, boss. Please don't. Look at me. Tell me there isn't any use. Go on, tell me now. Please. Please, please, you're hurting me. You see? 
You can't look at her and tell me you don't feel that way. You married Ed Miller for spite, pure spite, and you know it. You're still in love with me, Rosa. No. No, Bob, I... No, I'm not. You see, you can't lie. Even to yourself. You know I'm Oh. Oh, what are we going to do? I'm going to tell what I know about him. That's not being a very good sport, Papa. Why should we think of that? He never did. I'm not going to let a misguided notion of sportsmanship rob me of my chance of happiness. Maybe you're right. Of course I'm right. You'll see. Hi, Bob, you're crazy. Absolutely crazy. No, Chief, I'm not crazy. I saw him do it. When? Yesterday. I went over to the city hall with him yesterday when we went to Grafton. I was sitting in the office there waiting for him to see the mayor uh, about that paint contract, you know. Yes, I know about that. Well, I went out to get a drink, and I was going to walk around outside. Then I remembered I'd left my paper in the office, so I went back in to get it. And that's when I saw him. Well, what was he doing? Do you know those books they have around police stations that show pictures of men wanted in other towns? Mug books? Yes, yes, that's the kind. Well, there was one of them lying on the desk there. When I passed by the door, I saw him look at a page in the book, and then he looked around to see if anybody was watching. And did he see you? No, no, I jumped back to think. I watched him, though, and quick as a flash, he tore a page out of the book and stuffed it into his pocket. That's awfully funny. Why should Ed Miller tear a picture out of a mug book? The most obvious answer is that there's something in that book he doesn't want people to see. But that wouldn't help any. All of our police departments have mug books. You have one? Of course. Now, this is it. Now, let's see it. Here, I, I took down the page number where he tore it out. Now, how'd you do this? Well, just after he tore it out, he went into the mayor's office, and I slipped in and looked at the place where he tore the page out. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, page 59 is the last one, then it jumps to 62. Well, it's not likely we have the same book. Let's take a look at page 16, just for look. Whoa, whoa, too far. That's 80. 78, 65, 65. 62. There we are. Now, I only see. Look at that. See? What did I tell you? Sit down, Ed. I want to talk to you. You too, Bob. What's on your mind, Chief? Know what a mug book is, Ed? I don't think so, Chief. What is it? It's a book of pictures of wanted men, men who have been convicted of crimes. I see. Well, what's that to me? I'm wondering. And this is a mug book, Ed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, pretty thick one, isn't it? There are a lot of pictures and circulars in there, Ed. Men who have committed crimes. Some of them have been cut. Some of them haven't. Hey. Ever been convicted of a crime, Ed? Of course he has. You know he has, too. Now, take it easy, Bob. How about it, Clark? Clark? Yes, Clark. Indian Jack Clark. Earl Jack Clark. Alias Ed Miller. How'd you find out? Take a look at page 60 in that book, Clark. Why, my name's not Clark. All right. Take a look. Ever see that people? Okay. Why deny it? Yeah, sure, I'm Clark. Indian Jack Clark. Wanted for murder. Sentenced to hang. So what? Go on, wire him. Tell him you've got the man. Hello, Mr. Clark. Yes, Mr. Clark. Uh, Mr. Clark, I'm Indian Jack Clark. Uh, Indian Jack Clark. Uh, Indian Jack Clark
work out the way it should. Oh, I wonder if it did. Really. What do you mean, darling? Oh, I don't know. What does anything mean? It doesn't make any difference now. Well, you were right, Bob. I hope it's some consolation to you to know that. Rosalind. Well, you don't mean that. You don't really know that, uh, Jack or whatever his name is. Do you, Rosalie? Oh, I, I tell you, I'm all confused. Everything's sort of fallen to pieces. I, I didn't believe it at first, but... But now I, I just... There. You'll feel better in the morning. I'll run along. Yeah? Please do, Bob. Oh, I almost forgot. There's a little box. He asked me to give it to you. Oh. What is it? I don't know. Why don't you open it? Oh. What is it? Just a rose. A red rose. In just a moment, Chief Davis will conclude our program. In the case you heard this evening, the criminal involved sought to establish his innocence with alibi. It is good to know that the reputation of Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline is not built upon any such flimsy foundation. When you buy a gasoline, you want performance. And when you buy Rio Grande Cracked, you get police car performance. The same kind that sent police cars, fire engines, and other emergency equipment swiftly, surely, and economically over 55 million miles of vital public service errands last year. I'm asking you to take the word of your city and county officials, the word of your California state and federal government as well, when I advise you to visit your nearest red and white Rio Grande station for a tank full of Rio Grande cracks, the most justly and highly recommended gasoline in the West. And now, keep it. Earl Clark was not the reformed or repentant criminal. A long police record stood behind Clark marking him indelibly as an habitual and hardened criminal. He had left a trail of broken and ruined lives behind him, and more than one woman called herself his widow. Clark was returned to San Clinton, where the sentence of the court was executed against him. Another life of crime that did not pay. Thank you, Chief David. Police calling all cars, attention all cars, a cancellation broadcast 230 regarding a murder. Suspect in this case is hanged at San Quentin. That's all. Rose and Clark. Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night for Rio Grande. Yeah.